You're listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast with Kyra Carlin. Learn to love you as you are now and quit waiting on someone else to tell you who you are. Be you unapologetically. Good morning, friends. So I've been brainstorming on how I want to lead this podcast, and I am the queen of listening to all the podcasts I've ever, ever found that made me feel inspired and pushed and want to do more. And I found that I just want to be me. And I think it's kind of ironic because the whole point of this podcast is to be you unapologetically. So I want to thank you again. This is our first episode of Be You Unapologetically podcast. I am Kyra Carlin, and I am going to bring you on my journey of how I fell in love with me instead of worrying about when someone else was going to love who I was. Some of you are new here. You may not know my story. And so I'm going to share that with you today is to get you on the ground as to why this is on my heart, why I have such a passion for leading and inspiring other women to love them as they are now instead of waiting for someone else's approval to love who they are. So I grew up um, plus size, as in I was in fifth grade and I wore a size 12. I remember this so well because I had an instance where I had to have some kind of costume or outfit for a spring concert, I think. And my mom um, loves the 80s, unfortunately, and had to have leather pants. Had to have her 12-year-old daughter in leather pants. I went to a store. It was called New York and & Company, and it was new at um, our local mall. And when I walked in, the girl looked at me, just very intrigued and judging, for lack of better terms, and says, oh, you're a size 12. And for me, I was, I can't believe it. Like, how did she know? Wow, yes. I said, yes, I am. How would you know? And she looked at me up and down and said, I can tell. That right there was the time when I knew that I was different. Um, I didn't know I was different before that because in my family, I was just me. I was who I was. I was bigger and that's just how I was made and I needed to learn to live with it. So being in fifth grade and having the conscious feeling of knowing that other people are not okay with my size instantly brought up The fact that I was paying attention to what I was doing, what I was wearing, what I was eating, and who I was. So I took those pants, I wore them to school, but I packed another pair. But I realize now, looking back, I took those pair of pants because I wanted to make sure my mom was okay. It wasn't because it was about me, or how I felt wearing them, or the fact that I was a size 12. It was the fact that I was making sure she loved me enough that I was okay. I think in that moment, I realized this is where I am a people pleaser. This is where I am more worried about what other people think than how I feel about myself. And it only stemmed from there. I remembered going through junior high and wearing the same pair of pants over and over and over until there were holes on the insides of my thighs because they were the only pair of pants that fit me. And I was too ashamed and I was too embarrassed to tell my mom that the only pair of pants I had fit me. I didn't have any other pair, everything else I had grown out of. I was a size 16 at this time, but I was squeezing into a size 14. And in my head, no one noticed. 
until one day in choir, um, I had a girl sitting next to me ask me why I had holes in my pants. And I looked down, and before I could even answer, she asked me, why have you worn the same pair of pants every single day this week? I just put my head down and I ignored her. In that moment, I realized I, once again, was making myself small in order to make someone else feel better. I didn't want to tell her that I was embarrassed to tell my mom that my pants didn't fit. I didn't want to tell her that I had outgrown all of my jeans. I didn't want to tell her because she was a size two and I felt like she couldn't understand. In that moment, I was doing it once again. I was people pleasing. I was making myself less than in hopes that someone else would love me more. I went through high school. I battled multiple eating disorders. I would not eat any food. I would hide my lunch money. Then I would come home and binge on a whole entire box of macaroni and cheese. And then I wouldn't go. I would go without eating for multiple days. And I would do it again over and over and over. It was until I was a senior in high school that I looked at myself and thought, is being a size medium shirt really worth this? And I remember thinking, this is, it's, this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life. You might as well embrace it. And that was when I gave up my multiple eating disorders that I had had in hopes that I could find happiness in me. I found myself, every time I was upset, I was eating. Every time I felt like I was letting somebody down, I was eating. Every time I felt like someone was disappointed in me, or they wanted more, or I was happier, or I was upset, I was eating. I found myself a size 18 graduating, but that was okay. That was how we were supposed to be. That's how I was born. I was big boned. My family was larger in size. So that's how I was supposed to be. I did not take the time to think of myself and how I felt in those moments to try and be better, to try and do more. I was settling for what I thought I was supposed to be. So from there, I went to school at a local college and I got offered a sales job. So I quit going to school. My boyfriend at the time didn't want me to live with him, but I didn't take that as him saying no. I took it as not yet. So I would take baskets of clothes to his house back and forth until he told me, I don't want you living here anymore. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table he had packed up my stuff and put it on the table when I came downstairs that morning. And I begged him to let me stay. I begged him to still be with me, to have me be somebody that he cared about. Once again, I was making myself small in order for someone else to love me. He let me stay and we stayed together for multiple years. And it was just what I knew. He loved me. He didn't tell me to get out anymore because I was there. I was convenient. I found myself being told how terrible I looked, asking when I was going to change that. I remember driving one time with holes in my pants, those, you know, those cool jeans that have frays on them. As I was driving, and anybody who has holes in their jeans, I had skin sticking out the top. He reached over and pinched it and asked me when I was going to do something about that. That was a trigger for me once again 
of another eating disorder of just don't eat for a couple days and then binge. Don't eat for a couple days and then binge because that's going to get you to where you want to go. It was like that for at least another year. And the week before, I was determined, I'm going to move out. I'm moving back home. This is not good for us. I found out I was pregnant. So I stayed. I stayed because he loved me enough to let me stay. He loved me enough that we were going to have a kid together. We were going to live happily ever after. Everything was going to be fine. Except for when I was pregnant, I, for the first time in my life, didn't feel aware of the weight that I was gaining. I didn't feel conscious about the fact that I was eating food. I was pregnant. I was allowed to be plus size. I was allowed to be larger. But unfortunately, he did not feel the same way. We just grew apart like two ships. It was just living together. We weren't in a relationship. We were just roommates. We had our daughter and it was two months later and I moved out. I couldn't be in a relationship where I was the only person giving and wasn't receiving anything. And from there, I was 20 years old and I battled the postpartum depression, but I didn't know what that was. I battled having the mom body, but I didn't know why I had a mom body at 21 years old. I felt like I wasn't a good enough mom because I couldn't give my daughter everything I thought she needed. And I found my now husband, he literally took us in without even a blink of an eye. He loved us unconditionally without reason of even wondering why someone else had decided to let us go. But Those demons didn't leave me. I didn't find myself okay again. I didn't find myself, everything was perfect in rainbows. I found myself hiding who I was. I found myself being any and everybody else that I could find in order to make sure that he didn't give us up, to make sure that he didn't stop loving us. So I found myself copying every single person I saw. It wasn't even magazines. It was people we knew. Places that we went and I knew they were going to be, I made sure I dressed a certain way. I made sure I did my hair a certain way. I made sure I looked the best I could be so that they would love me as much as I thought they needed to. I battled multiple food problems, um, one of which getting prescription weight loss medication because I felt like this was the only way I could get a way out. This was the only way I was going to feel better. And I lost 50 pounds in a little over three months time. But the downfall, they don't let you keep those pills after three months. It's not approved. So the habits that I had picked up were me not eating. They were me drinking extra water. No wonder I was losing weight. It was because I was literally starving my body. It had no other option. But when I didn't have those pills and I didn't have that to lean on, my weight came back. The depression came back. My anxiety of being nervous to go out in public came back. I was worried constantly. They think they can see it. They know I'm fat. What are they thinking of me? I did not even have my own thoughts because I was so worried about what other people thought of me. I was so scared that because I wasn't stick thin. And by the way, when I was on these pills, I wasn't stick thin. I wasn't stick thin at all. I was unhealthy, but I just lost weight and I felt like that's what I needed. I gained all my weight back and then some, but not before I got pictures, not before I got family pictures of us being smaller 
because that's when I was happy, right? But it came back and so did all of my demons. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Why can everybody else lose weight but you can't? Why is everybody else having it so easy? Why does everybody else have all their stuff together and I'm still stuck here in the body that I feel like was given to me and I didn't get a choice? Why do I feel like I'm not enough when I'm doing everything I can to be what everybody else appears to be? It was not until I saw my best friend start a health and fitness journey that was a long, tedious road for me of where I am now that I found myself. It was two years of constantly working out, eating right, and staying in my lane, not comparing how much weight she's losing, how much weight she's lifting. It was me looking at me in the mirror. It was me trying hard for my own self to love who I was. I started my journey because I was looking for one last thing. Well, if she is doing it, I can do it too. If she is happy being smaller, I will be too. It wasn't until I stopped worrying about being smaller and started worrying about being happier that my life changed. Yes, I've lost weight. Yes, I've gained muscle. Yes, I've accomplished choose goals. But I can tell you right now, it's because I decided that I was enough for it. I was decided that I deserve happiness. I deserve to love who I am in my skin, not in 20 pounds, not whenever I've reached my goal. How many times have you set a goal where you're going to start over? You're going to start on Monday. Come January 1st, you're going to do the things. How many times have you told yourself this time is going to be different, but you hit a roadblock? You hit something, someone makes a remark. Someone asks you if you're still on that diet thing. Someone asks you why you haven't lost all your weight yet. That's when reality sinks in and you let yourself go back into the trap of being good enough for somebody else instead of yourself. It was me against the world 90% of the time. But when I found myself realizing that it's not me against the world, no one else has it together. No one else has our stuff figured out. Every single one of us are just trying to get along in this world, seeing our place, finding what we can do. That's where you find change, friends. I know that this journey is hard. I know this journey is long. I also know that it never ends. I know that my story isn't over. It's just getting started and I will continue to tell it over and over in hopes that someone else realizes that it's never easier for someone else. It's never a time where you have it all figured out and you're also not going to reach your goals overnight. What it is, is you deciding that you want that goal more than you want the success. Success can't be measured. Success is not something that you find and I lose. Success is you deciding that you're enough right now. You're enough in the skin that you are in and how you are in the goals that you have. If your goal is to open a bakery, that's fine. If your goal is to lose 20 pounds, okay, let's do it. If your goal is to be happier, I'm telling you it starts today. In those times where you feel like everything you're doing doesn't matter, all the things that you've tried for again and again and you keep failing, I'm going to ask you, why do you fail? 
It's not because you messed up. It's because you've given up. Failing is not the mess up. Failing is stopping. And I'm going to ask you one last time. When's the last time you didn't stop? When's the last time you said to yourself, what happens if I don't quit? I'm going to be bringing different tactics, different ways, different stories, different things that I have gone through to show you that this is possible no matter your age, no matter your weight, no matter your size, no matter your background, no matter who you were before, you can have success just as much as the person sitting next to you. You can have all the things that you want as long as you are willing to do the work towards it. I hope you guys will stay along with this journey. I hope you will um, bear with me as I get into the groove, get into the routine of this podcast. I want to make it a personal diary so I can help lead and inspire women to love who they are right now. Stop waiting for someone else to love you. Learn to love you as you are now and be you unapologetically. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to bring you more podcasts. I can't wait to bring you on this journey of mine because it's never ending and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. If you could, just leave some feedback. Give me a subscribe. Give me some of your ratings of what you want coming, what you love about it. I can't wait to hear from you and have an awesome day. You're listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast with Kyra Carlin. Learn to love you as you are now and quit waiting on someone else to tell you who you are. Be you unapologetically. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.